Taylor, I don't know what has happened to me this year, but I've turned into Buddy the Elf. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. For some reason, I have been like unable to turn down the sweet treats that normally I have no problem. You usually can't stand no anything with sugar in it. You're like, nah, I'm not a sweets guy. It's not that I can't stand it. It's just I don't crave it like other people do. Want They want sugar, right? Mm-hmm. I've never been that way before, but this year... It all started with Tracy made homemade chocolate chip cookies. I don't know if she heard us talking about them on the show the other day or what, but chocolate chip cookies scream Christmas to me. So she made like batches of them, came home and the, the whole cookie tins, we have a Frosty the Snowman coffee thing, or a cookie container, totally full, top to bottom with cookies. So after I ate my way through about half of those, um, I got an email from these people that I order baked goods from at Christmas time. Uh, it's called Homeboy Industries. It's the largest gang rehabilitation service like in the world, the largest and most successful. It's in Los Angeles, and one of the things they have is a bakery. They make cookies and coffee cake. So I ordered some for my dad, and I was like, I'm getting us some this year, too. So... Cookies and coffee cake arrived in like two days from them. We've demolished like most of the cookies and I'll raise my hand. I'm most responsible for it. And the coffee cake, I've been trying to be responsible with that. And I'll, ha- I'll have just barely the sliverest of a sliver. Okay, that's, I just need a taste. But I do that like 10 times a night. <laughs> like 10 times a night, I'm going in and getting just barely a sliver. That's I should awesome. just have a whole chunk of it. With, you know, being more festive this year with food intake and sweets... Is it putting you in a better mood? Mm, I guess so. Is it making you like, this is the best season ever? I sure am happy. (laughs) Come January, I'm going to be one of those fools at the gym going, what did I do? (laughs) But for the time being, yeah, I'm really happy. Is there someone in your family who's always neatening up, like maybe with stuff you're not even done with yet? Coming up, wait till you hear what this husband accidentally threw away. Is there someone in your family who's always neatening up? Uh, I'll admit, that is me at home. It's Tracy. It's my wife, Tracy. My husband, Drives me nuts. My husband, Glenn, accuses me of hiding his stuff. <laughs> so, oh, and I can tell you a story if you want a little later about, I thought I had something that he had taken something out in recycling. Uh-huh. And I'm the one who neatened up so well I misplaced it. (laughs) So imagine what it felt like to be the guy who accidentally threw away his wife's wedding rings. Whoops. Kevin Butler lives in New Hampshire and he accidentally tossed the rings after they had been cleaned and wrapped in a napkin to dry. Mm. By the time he noticed, the trash was already at the dump. So he raced across town and the employees went above and beyond. They used surveillance video to find Kevin's trash bag and put on what? rubber gloves and started digging. And it was the very last napkin in there that I opened up and there were the two diamond rings. The husband, wow. Kevin, said the moral of the story is to just avoid the risk and keep your rings dirty. Uh, he was so grateful he bought everyone at the dump pizza for lunch <laughs> one day because he was just so glad. You leave your rings wrapped in a, a wet paper towel. That's on you, Mrs. Kevin. That's not that's not on him. I they mean, anybody cl- would throw drying. that away. That's number one. And number two, not one, but two diamond rings? Wow. Well, they weren't both diamond. You know how women, they don't solder them together? So they have their engagement ring, which is their original diamond, and uh-huh. then they have the band. Uh, so said, both of those were in an He said there they were, both diamond rings. Oh, maybe there's some diamonds on the band, too. All I'm saying is, well done, Mrs. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Two diamond rings? Go you. 
Sometimes it's the smallest of things that can really make your day. And I want to brag on somebody that I see two, three times a week that makes my day every time I see him. We'll talk about it next. Okay, so you have people in your life that you see two or three times a week. You really don't know them that well. They're like an acquaintance. But you're just happy when when you see them. I've got Mm -hmm. somebody like that, Taylor, at the Starbucks I stop at sometimes on my way home from work. I do the order on the mobile app. So I go up to the little mobile app station, and there's a guy there. Every time I walk in, he says, hey, Mr. Kevin. Aw, he knows your name. Makes me so happy. cheers. Only it's coffee. Right, (laughs) exactly. So so the other day when I went in, I was like, okay, this guy has just been like making me feel like a million bucks. I got to let him know. He's making me feel like a million bucks. So I went in and I said, hey, if you have a second. He goes, yeah. And I said, uh, what's your name? And his name tag said, he said, my name's Dre. And I said, Dre, I just got to tell you, when I come in here, sometimes I'm having a really bad day. And I hear that, hey, Mr. Kevin, it makes me so happy. But now I can uh, I can, uh, I can, can respond back. Hey, Mr. Dre. That's so, awesome. uh, Yeah, just those small things. You never know how much of an impact you're making in somebody's life. So Cav was talking about the barista at his favorite coffee shop that's always like, hey, Mr. Kevin, and Mm -hmm. knows your name and just always so joyful. I've noticed when you dig below the surface of people like that, you often find that they have a lot of pain in their lives, but they've learned that it's fun to be kind and it's fun to be joyful. And they set aside that pain for that brief period of time Mm. in their life, maybe while they're at work. And then they end up turning your smile upside down, Kev, and like making no, your frown, your upside, frown down. upside down. Sorry, <laughs> I have people Whoops. like that in my life too. They have the gift yeah, yeah, yeah. of turning a smile yeah. upside down. But I think there's like we all have the tendency to think that if someone's being kind, right. that they're shallow and that everything's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's usually the exact right. opposite. Hmm. Do you have a really sweet love story behind you and your other half meeting? Check out this adorable couple. Brenda and Dennis Delgado are in their late 70s, and they got married next to the lunch meat section and condiment shelves on the aisle eight of their grocery store in Casa Grande, Arizona. That's the exact spot where they met. Brenda was working for Miracle Whip, and Dennis (laughs) walked by and made her laugh. They ended up talking 30 minutes. They bonded over their shared pain. They both had lost spouses of many, many years. And that heartbreak uh, Dennis went through, you know, losing his wife of 45 years, pushed him away from God. But his love for Brenda has helped him return to his faith. I said, you know, we met there. He wants to propose to me. I said, I want him to do it in the condiment aisle where we met. And she looks beautiful. You can cut that part out. Of course she's going to cut it out. But she has to know how I feel. (laughs) Told him, I said, well, we don't have that many more years. Let's just do something dumb and stupid. Out with a bang. (laughs) Wow. I want you to propose to me right in front of the Miracle Whip. Next to the pickles, <laughs> below the ketchup. I love that she was on the job. So yeah, she got fired from Miracle Whip, <laughs> but she gained a husband. Yes, <laughs> so cute. They're hilarious. Okay, so don't answer this out loud. Think about this for a minute. Coming up, who is the most festive person you know? Do you love the Christmas season? All the lights, the decorations, the parties, the church services, Christmas movies, music, and more. So think about all your family and friends. Who would you say is the most festive person you know? You know that person who's always happy and joyful, loves Christmas, hmm. spreads Christmas cheer like Buddy the Elf? That would have been my mom. Okay. My, my, my late mother passed away a couple of years ago. Her birthday is coming up, by the way. Um, she was the best. She, she would drive around Baltimore City 
uh, check, she worked in the lighting department. So mm-hmm. she was out and about all day long getting in and out of her car, and she would wear this red cape. Uh, or, or poncho, not a cape, red poncho and a Santa hat. That's so Everywhere cute. she went. Well, this is pretty interesting. They asked people that question. Who's the most Christmas festive person you know? Mm-hmm. And one out of every three people answer that question with one word. They say, me. <laughs> of course <laughs> they do. They nicknamed it Holiday Vanity. <laughs> but I mean, boy, I, I can't win because the the number of like Christmas movies people watch compared to me. I don't think I could ever win as the most festive. So I saw a great visual of how important it is for your kids to feel like um, they're, they're on equal standing with their with their siblings. That there's no favoritism going on, and and that can happen at Christmas time. Remember, my wife she was adamant. Everyone gets the same number of gifts. Wait, do you hear this story about two kids? They got the exact same thing. But one of them felt a little slighted. We'll, we'll talk about it next. When you have siblings, we have a lot of kids. Like, we have four kids. My wife was adamant. Everyone is getting the same amount of Christmas presents. I don't want anyone saying, like, she got more than me. You know, that that, that would... Do you have four sisters that ever happened? Were you guys uh, my ever parents like, were very, like, determined to treat us all the same. Okay, all equal. Because my sisters were five and seven years older, I knew what I was going to get for high school graduation when I was in, like, eighth grade. The same thing they did? Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, electric typewriter. That's how old I am. <laughs> Does this thing have an app? <laughs> okay. And then my sisters got one too, even though they were computers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> They're five years younger. So the uh, <laughs> the thing that I saw that was a great illustration of you've got to be even Stevens with your kids. Parents gave presents to two boys. The one boy opens up his box and in it, is wrapped like you get from the bank, $50 in $1 bills. Ooh. He got $51 bills. He was like, oh my gosh. He rips the thing off. He's like fanning it out like I'm rich, right? $50 in <laughs> $1 exciting. bills. The other kid opens his box. He pulls out one $50 bill. <laughs> and he starts crying. <laughs> How old are these kids? <laughs> they were old enough, to, I think, to realize. They looked like it was a, it was America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, how and funny. they were probably like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. Something like that. Hmm. But the kid thought he got ripped off. Yeah. I only got one. He got 50. There's no fanning going on with my <laughs> right, gift. Right. I don't get to That's spread hilarious. it all around on the bed and lie around, roll around in this. <laughs> he does. I've been gypped. That's so funny. A, it was a great... Those parents must have been psychologists and they were doing experiments <laughs> on their own children. Those poor kids. Isn't that funny? I wonder if anybody else had a similar experience where everything was even Stevens, but one kid felt slighted when they really weren't. Oh, it happens all the time. But... They did, It's the same exact outfit and they don't like their color because I have twins in my family. Yeah. It's the same outfit and one of them doesn't like the color they got. So huh. they feel gypped. What about you? You ever have that experience where everybody has been even Stevens, according to you or Santa, but the, the kid didn't perceive it that way? Would love to hear from you. Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. Who is this? You know who this is. Hey, Tyrone. What's going on, buddy? What's up, bud? Did you hear about those two boys? One got 51s and the other one got a $50 bill and the kid that just got the $150 bill started crying. Felt like he got ripped off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. So I'm the only child. I never had that per se. However, I had cousins that we kind of grew up together Uh as brothers. And every time my mother would buy me an outfit, she would buy them the same outfit. Now, Taylor, 
you talked about the different color. We didn't have the different colors. We had the same color. No kidding. And every time we would go to the to the beach or to the park, I mean, we got these same outfits, <laughs> the same flip-flops. You're saying, boys. You are so, so lucky, Tyrone, because it was opposite <laughs> my family. I didn't know how different it was in my family of five girls until my cousin would come over for Christmas dinner and she'd be like, what'd you get for Christmas? And I would say, I got a sweater and some socks and shampoo and conditioner. And I'd say, what did you get? And she said, a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real story. <laughs> I was like, oh. So that's oh, wow. how they are in that family. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and my cousins, they will call me and say, hey, Tyra, how did Christmas shopping go? And I'll be like, well, um, I believe we have. And I will always get in trouble because I will always tell them what our Christmas gifts were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no surprises there. That's a great story. No, those were the days. Those were the days. There you yeah. go. Thanks for calling, Tyrone. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Okay, love you guys. Love you right back. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear grocery stores are competing with fast food companies for your food budget money? Hmm. Yeah, they say that's because grocery store prices have gone up higher and faster than fast food. Hmm. Second, uh, egg, is eggnog on the menu at all this Christmas? Not a big fan. Uh, but Hellman's... You know, the mayonnaise. They want you to make your eggnog with mayo. Ooh. Eggs are the third ingredient ingredient in mayonnaise, and they claim it works even better than egg yolks. And finally, in the world of food, Pepsi wants you to drink soda mixed with milk this Christmas season. <laughs> You're encouraged to try a combination and use the hashtag Pilk and Cookies, as in Pepsi plus milk, to showcase their Santa-friendly concoctions. Those who participate in the online challenge running through Christmas Day have a chance to win cash. I have a world addition to the world of food today, and it yeah. involves an on-air taste test in a Ooh. minute, if you're willing. I totally had a note in my purse to go buy Pepsi and milk so okay, we well, could try it, and I Pepsi totally and milk. forgot. It's, uh, this is for something I got at the uh, the Christmas mark, market the other day. Uh, it's a, a donut company, but they combine, they're called Sconuts. They Ooh. combine scones and donuts. That and sounds I, intriguing. I brought in, uh, I cut one in half because I knew you wouldn't need a whole one. Um, I cut it in <laughs> half and figured we could have an on-air taste That'll test be fun. of this new thing. Thanks for doing that. That's Scone awesome. Nuts, scones and donuts. We'll try them in just a minute. So the on-air taste test, what do you think it would taste like if they combined a scone and a donut? Hmm. I'm going to find out next. I think I mentioned that I was emulating Buddy the Elf this Christmas. I've turned into Buddy the Elf with my appetite for sugar. It's never happened before. Uh, you never have a sweet tooth. This is shocking. And uh, we were at a Christmas little Christmas market the other day, and a guy had a stand. I think it was called Flaky, Flaky Not Flaky or something like that. Anyhow, um, they make, they've combined donuts and scones. And I brought wow. in a, a sample for you to try there, Taylor. Now, I, okay. I've already had... Thanks. Uh, a chocolate one. It was like a chocolate donut scone. Okay. And this one is a maple walnut pecan. It's got a nice smell to it. And the, and the texture is supposed to be, he said, com, think of what it would taste like if you combined a scone and a donut and that's it. Okay. So let's, here we go. The smell is like, it almost smells like a coffee cake or a pound cake. Enough talking, a little more easy. Mmm. <laughs> it's good. Wait. I think I'm going to need two Buttery. Bites. 
I'm going to need two bites to make a good I got decision. a nice piece of almond in mine. I mean, uh, walnut, sorry. Mmm. Drop. It's good. It's my drop the fork moment. I need seven of these. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for bringing this in. That is delicious. And when we were getting them, I totally lived my my new mantra of why pick. He goes, yeah. so which, which one would you like? And I said, we will have one of each. Thank you. <laughs> he got out the biggest biggest box they had. We took them all home. This is fascinating. I would love to know how he makes them because my mouth is just tasting a very delicious coffee cake. Yeah. But I'm not tasting, you know, like the donut or the scone aspect, but it's that's, so that's good. That's more the texture of, of it is that it's a combination mm-hmm. of the two, but... Very cool. They ship them all across the country. Oh, if you have good any. to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That'd be a fun gift. That is good. I should have brought in a bigger piece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but in some ways, being an aunt and an uncle is is kind of like being a firefighter. You're on call, and when you're called up, you're like, yes, it's time. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Ding, 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 ding. There's <laughs> gonna, the alarm. Let's go. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So I don't know if you know this, but being an aunt and her uncle, it's it can kind of be like being a firefighter You're on call. Designated You're not hitter. quite sure what the plan is, but you, you sit by waiting patiently for the plan. <laughs> and I knew that my niece, Laura, who I was so devastated to say goodbye to her back in August as she headed off to college in another mm-hmm. state. Um, she's uh, lives just like nine minutes from my house. So it was a, felt like just this huge void in our life to have her gone right and so i knew she was hitching a ride home but i also knew she had uh, an anatomy assignment due at midnight because she's a nursing major and there was a lot going on okay well the phone rang i got the call <laughs> we're having a family dinner she's gonna squeeze it in in between us assi- working on her assignment and I was like, what time do you want me there? <laughs> and Glenn and I got there. And I think I gave my niece, Laura, the, the tightest squeeze hug I've probably ever given her. I'm like, you're here. It was so great to have her home. And like hmm. other times, I'm going to start crying. Other times when we get together, it's like there's this empty spot at the table. And yeah. it's just like, oh, man. And so to have every seat at the table filled last yeah. night was just such a joy and such a thrill. And I'm not saying there weren't times where here she and her little sisters were rolling their eyes at us adults. I mean, it wasn't a Hallmark movie or anything, but <laughs> it was pretty euphoric for me and Glenn to have our niece back in town. Her parents had seen her at Thanksgiving, so they had seen her, but we hadn't seen her since August. Yeah, and going it, through a was, uh, it was such a thrill. And she doesn't have to go back to like like January 9th or something. So I'm so excited about spending time with her and having her nine minutes That's away great. again. That's so cool. thrilled. Yeah. That, remember, I would tell you like when Kyle would come home, it was like the puzzle had a piece missing. Yeah. And now it's back. It's back it's together. Totally know when, what you when meant. he was home. Yeah. yeah it's, it totally feels like that. One thing that was so cute about my niece coming home for college, they had seen their daughter at Thanksgiving at my mom and dad's house in Jupiter, Florida. But uh, my sister, when I called her and she told me about the welcome home dinner, she was deep cleaning her daughter's room for her. So she would come home to this spick and span bedroom that she hasn't seen since August. I thought that was so sweet. I give it 36 hours yeah, <laughs> before probably. it's trash. Yeah. Right? But I think she was using all the excite, excited energy to, you know, towards cleaning. Right. It was yeah. awesome. That and uh, getting the perfect snacks. The, uh, snacks that the kid loved. That uh, Suddenly the good food appears, right? 
Everybody has their different Christmas traditions, and one that we have in my family, started by my husband, Glenn, is he likes to read me the descriptions of Hallmark movies, because they can be pretty hilarious. And you don't like the Hallmark Christmas movies, you don't enjoy them, right? I've never seen one, and I okay. kept promising our listeners I would watch one, but sadly, I I watched for like five minutes, and I... I don't think I started at the beginning. And I, anyway, I want to acknowledge that I know that people love these romantic Christmas movies. But the description of her old flame are that hilarious. wandered into town. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get together by the end of this movie. Right. Probably not. Exactly. So reading the descriptions is almost to me as fun as watching the movies. So okay. listen to this one. This is called hashtag Xmas. When interior designer Jen is selected for a social media competition for a design brand, she poses as an influencer with her best friend playing her husband. (laughs) I wonder how that turns out. I've got two more for you. And then the third one is the one with the issue. A Christmas cookie catastrophe. Sparks fly between the new CEO of a small town cookie company and the owner of a local bakery as they try to recreate a stolen secret recipe. (laughs) So then my husband starts reading this one and I'll tell you what he said next. This one is called Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Four days before Christmas, Elizabeth Athens receives a voicemail from a number she doesn't recognize. On the message, a man she doesn't know. And my husband, Glenn, said, that's the start of a horror movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) That does sound really scary. A voicemail from a man she doesn't know. That means delete it or send it to the local police department, lady. (laughs) Miss uh, Elizabeth Athens, you need to be a little more careful. That's right. A little more safe. Stranger danger. A little less wheelie-deely with your phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up in just a minute, the employees who teamed up to create a Christmas miracle. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! A team of Home Depot employees near Nashville teamed up when they discovered an envelope full of cash in aisle 22 at the store in Bellevue. No kidding. I looked inside. They're like, this is pretty fat. What's in here? It's $700 cash. They got word out on social media, but left out a lot of the details on purpose. Because, you know, anyone could be like, oh, yeah, that money was mine. Uh, mine. Uh, A guy named Mark called and said, I know that money belongs to my business partner. He's panicking because he planned to use that cash for Christmas gifts for his kids. He lost it. He's panicking. Core value is actually on our chest. And one of the core values says do the right thing. And that's just us living our core values. He was able to describe what was written on the envelope, and they knew it was the right floner, and and voila, all is well, and their Christmas is saved. Wow. Just because the employees went the extra mile to find him. That is cool. Anybody that's ever lost their wallet, their debit card, or whatever can relate to that. Definitely. You have that one Christmas decoration or that one ornament on the tree that has the most sentimental value to to you over everything else in your home. We're going to talk about that next. So I thought this would be fun to talk about today on the Kevin and Taylor show. And you can call and weigh in. We'd love to hear your story. But the question is, what is the most sentimental Christmas decoration in your home? And for me and my husband, Glenn, it is a manger scene, the nativity 
made out of olive wood. And little did I know, way back when I got that in Jerusalem, I was on a trip called Wheaton in the Holy Lands. And I didn't have much spending money at all. And I was in Jerusalem and I thought, that's the one. I really want that to be my one little token, my memory of this trip. And Glenn, who was just this guy on the trip at the time that I was sort of getting to know, who went to Wheaton with me, he helped me haggle the price hmm. and get it down to a little bit better you know, price because I didn't have much cash on me. And now that manger scene, that nativity always sits very predominantly in our living room every hmm. single Christmas. And who knew when I bought it and this sweet guy on the trip helped me haggle for it. That we would be married all these years later, and that would be my favorite. So that's the story behind that. Oh, that's cool. So I thought it'd be fun to find out from you, Kev, and and everybody who listens to the KT Show, what is your most sentimental Christmas decoration? Okay, yeah, give us a call. Kristen, we're talking about those Christmas ornaments that have sentimental value and meaning, and you've got a pretty special one. Tell us about it. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to cry. I've got my biggest blessing in the back seat of my car. For years, we prayed for our sweet child, Reese, and we were just putting up our decorations on the tree yesterday, and we pulled out one for my spirit that said parents to be, and then we put up our family ornament right next to it, and I can't tell you how good God is to bless our family this year with our son. To such an answered prayer, and those are my two most sentimental ornaments on my tree, and I can't wait to see our family ornaments grow yeah. in the next years as God provides. Oh, it's He's like, been good to us. It's like you put that one up last year as uh, claiming a, a promise, and it's like a prayer, and now it's been answered. That is beautiful. Yes, yes. And I'm just so happy I finally got through to y'all. Oh, we are so. too. We are too, especially with such a such a great testimony and a great story. Thanks for sharing. Yes. You and Reese have yes. a great Christmas. You and your husband too. Thank you. Thank you.